Hello, and welcome to Prayer Locker's very first podcast. Um, my name is Anthony Miller, and if you're new here, which you should be because it's the first episode, this is Prayer Locker. Uh, Prayer Locker is an online community slash blog um, where we basically encourage others to have open discussions about God on various topics. So nothing's off limits. But having said that, we're not experts here. So we're just enthusiastically trying to share the gospel with whoever's willing to listen. Today on our first episode, we have Carl McKeever. Carl is a member of our Facebook group, and I wanted to have him on because he is just one of the most uh, uplifting followers of Christ we have in our group. Uh, we see a lot of posts from Carl, um, and almost every single post from him is is a verse or an uplifting message, and he also goes live from time to time, which I love. Uh, Carl, it's great to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Anthony. It's good to be here. Perfect. Thank you for taking the time. Um, go ahead and take a minute to uh, introduce yourself. Where are you from? So I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and my hometown is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I lived here for about five and a half years left my hometown due to my career. So went from the East Coast pretty much to Midwest. So wh where are you located now? I'm located in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, I see. And you you were in Fort, La Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. Correct. Um, I'm actually out of Oklahoma right now from Arizona. So we kind of moved from both coasts toward the uh, toward the middle of the country here. <laughs> How awesome is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's dive right in here. I have a couple I have a couple things I want to touch on, and uh, let's let's get to it. So the first thing I want to ask you is how important is is prayer in your day to day routine? When you're going every day, when you wake up, how does prayer play a role in your day to day life? Prayer is a major crucial component to being a Christian believer. One thing I've learned about my spiritual walk as I've been walking with the Lord for a, a considerable amount of years is prayer is not just communication with God, it's being with God. And in order to live the life that he wants us to live and for us to walk into our full calling to him, we have to be willing to listen just as much as we pray. Um, you know, sometimes as an early believer, we think that prayer is just about asking God to do things or crying out for mercy and repentance. And that's a part of prayer, but prayer encompasses so much more. So I've made it a habit now to seek God when I first get up through prayer and throughout the day. I say minor things, you know, I, it doesn't have to be long winded. It could be various scriptures, you know, renew my mind. Um, I love Psalms 51, purge me with hyssop so that I can be clean, or I'll go to Romans 12, you know, God help me to be a living sacrifice for you today. And it's really quoting scriptures and also quoting your heart to God throughout the day. You know, people make prayer into this mundane, long, um, religious activity, and prayer is supposed to be exciting. You know, you're connecting with your exactly. Heavenly Father. So that's how I treat prayer now. I used to treat it as a mundane thing. You know, oh, we pray on Sundays. We pray at this time of day. And now mm -hmm. I'm learning, you know, prayer is just coming into the presence, into his presence. That's perfect. I feel like a lot of people do that. Um, 
when they're new in Christ. You know, I feel like that's all they know, really, is pray in crisis, right? A lot of people, even if even if they don't believe in God, you know, when it comes down to it, if they feel like their life is being threatened, the first thing they do is they try to count their, you know, count their eggs before they're hatched, you know, right before something bad's about to happen. Oh, God, please help me, you know. You know, a lot of people do that. I think that's a an important thing to note, um, as well as as well as informing people that it is about relationship, like you said. It's not just like a script that you spout off on Sunday or before meals, but it's Absolutely. an ongoing it's almost it's almost like, like what we're doing here. You know, it's 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 our connection to God. So Praying, praying on a daily basis to, and exactly to chime into oh, no. that um as an early yeah. christian believer you know we're taught matthew 6 verse 9 through 13 the lord's prayer and i think it's a good formula however you have a lot of christians that get into this paralysis analysis where they think oh well that's the only way i can pray to god and you know he doesn't right. want us to pray that way he gave us the formula yes we're his disciples and that's the formula we should follow. But it has to be intimate, like you was mentioning, relationship. Exactly. It, it absolutely has to be intimate because if it's not intimate, then then it doesn't feel real. And so it right. becomes like a stale, scripted, almost robotic type relationship with something that you don't believe is real. You know, when you say the same one, two, three, four every single day, um, you kind of lose enthusiasm for what it actually means to be in prayerful communication with God. So Absolutely. I think just like with anything, it's probably it's probably best to treat it like a muscle, right? You got to work out that muscle every day if you want it to perform for you. And I think if you do that with prayer, uh, you're going to see the benefits. So um, the next thing, the next thing we got, I have a, I have, I like to ask this question to everybody that I meet. So what do you think is the biggest misconception? about people who follow Christ because there's there's a lot of them so in your opinion what do you think the one that's uh the biggest so I see converts come to Christ all the time you know whether it's in Mm -hmm. the community my local church or just by being out and about evangelizing and I could truly say the biggest misconception from my personal experience would be understanding what it means to be a disciple you know um, we we go through the salvation routine and we think that, oh, now I'm ready to get out here and thrive for the Lord and live for the Lord. And we have to understand there is a sanctification process. And as the word tells us, we have to die to ourselves in order to follow him. And see, when we follow our selfish ambitions and our wants and our desires, then it's really not Jesus we're following. Yes, we're saved. But the motive, you know, the, the, the mentality of what it means to be a Christian or a disciple is lost. And I know I did that, you know, because we get into a routine of things. We come to know the Lord, right? And we think, oh, I have to do all these tasks to prove my love for God. No, 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 no. He loves us regardless. When we come to him, the conception is we have to understand it's not about us anymore. It's all about him. Jesus, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to love? Who do you want me to forgive? What is my calling? It's all about connecting with him. That's perfect. I think I think you hit the nail directly on the head with that. Um, I think a lot of people do miss that. 
think a lot of people, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's easy to get into until you know what you're getting into, right? It's not just a, uh, a walk in the park and you say a couple words and then all of your work is done. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that God, um, would, could and would call on you to do. And, you know, going back to our prayer thing, you know, if, if you're praying every day, it's, it's more easier to be in tune to that. And I think that, that, that that's also a big mis, uh, misconception is, is people, you know, there's a lot of kind of on the line, lukewarm followers. And I feel like maybe, um, a result of that is just people not knowing what they're in for. You know, it's, we're trying to get people saved and we're trying to get souls saved. And I feel like it stops there a lot of times, you know, just say the words and see you later. But it's, you know, Jesus told his disciples, you know, if you read it, it kind of sounds like he's trying to discourage it almost because he goes through all of the negative things. You know, people will hate you in my name. People will spit on you in my name. And if you told that to somebody today, um, it would it would most definitely turn them off. But but that's the reality. You know, with a lot of the world, you become a Christ follower and you cut yourself off from a big chunk of the world. Some people won't even acknowledge you as a person if you even bring up the word God. So, Absolutely. The the, the mindset of the, the mindset of salvation itself um is frightening because I know when I gave my heart to the Lord, you know, I was living in a life of chaos and disorder and I thought by coming to God and following him, oh, all of my problems are gonna go away. And, you know, and and you have many people, even in this generation and in the era that we live now, they believe that when I come to God, I'm not going to have to suffer anymore. I'm not going to have to go through anything. There's no equipping to be done. God is just going to send me out. But that's not how it worked when he called his first 12 disciples. As you mentioned, he told them, hey, if you're going to follow me, this is what you're going to have to go through. You're going to have to participate in my sufferings. You're going to have to die to yourself you're going to have to pray you're going to have to fast you're going to have to do this and some of the stuff they couldn't even do i mean the disciples fell asleep in the garden of gethsemane and jesus said you couldn't pray with me for one more hour or so you know we we want the benefits of being a follower but we don't want the commandments and and being obedient to them so right we want we want our cake and we want to eat it too don't we there you go i think uh i think um one of the one of the big misconceptions uh as well as that is uh I, th- I feel like people look at us as if we believe that we are Christ followers because we are good enough to be and that can't as you know that can't be further from the truth absolutely um, i feel like a lot of people get turned off from it from even from even being curious about it because they feel like they're not ready they don't have their life together they're, you know, they haven't, they haven't said a prayer in years. You know, they're not even really sure who God is or what he's about. So they don't like, they feel like they have to have some kind of preparation before they even step in front of God and even acknowledge that he even exists. And Absolutely. the big misconception there is God wants you wherever you are. Absolutely. God wants Absolutely. you at your lowest. You know, you God know, didn't come. I- he didn't come for everybody who is who is, you know, well-spoken and, 
you know, followed all the rules and did everything right. He came for he came for the sinners, for the whores and prostitutes, for the thieves, uh-huh. for the murderers. He came for everybody. So that's a huge and, misconception I wish people would, would, would kind of step away from a bit. As the word tells us in Hosea 4 and 6, people die due to a lack of knowledge. And I know when I um, would try to evangelize and tell people about salvation, because I didn't really have the knowledge of it, I turned people away. And I think that comes from a spirit of pride and religiosity mm-hmm. and and. As believers, what we have to understand is, as the word says in Romans, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the minute someone comes to me, because I hear it all the time, oh, oh, well, you're perfect and you got it all together and that's why you serve Christ. I said, no, when I came to him, I was a wretch undone and I love the harper on grace because that's what brought me in. And then I tell him, even during Jesus' time, when he spoke the parables and he hung out with the people, he was more concerned for the sinner. His whole purpose for coming to earth was for the sinner so we can be redeemed back to him. That's why the Jews crucified him. His own people rejected him because it was like mm-hmm. he's hanging out with the Gentiles and the sinners and, and going yeah. to their house to sup with them. And he's supposed to be here for us. That's not Jesus didn't die for those already saved. He died for us while we were yet in sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... He died just for the opportunity, just for the opportunity for that, that someone might consider following him. Because as you know, it's, he died for everybody's sins, but not everybody accepts him as, as our savior. You know what I mean? So he, he, he went through the ultimate sacrifice without a guarantee. Right. Whatsoever. You know, so, so I think recognizing that, that level of sacrifice on any level um, helps to break down those misconceptions. So I think I think we're on the right track there. So let's uh, let's switch gears a bit. And I wanted to ask you um, wanted to ask you about work. You know, everybody, most people work um, in, in in one form or another, and we always that's the biggest place we come into contact with people that don't know Christ. So um, how do you how, how do you work around that? Do you find it difficult to to acknowledge that that you're a follower of Christ when you're at work? So I've learned that I don't have to speak as a follower of Christ if I live it. So my goal is always, God, help me to portray you on my job. God, show me who to bless today. Show me who to love today. Show me who to forgive today and to be there. And one of the things I love to do is I always start off with getting in their world. The only way we can win people to Christ is we have to get in their world with compassion And we have to let them know that we understand, we care, and then show them the way to the light. That's what brought me to Christ. You know, my coworkers, they come and they tell me issues about everything. And they're looking for solutions. And before I even mention Jesus, I tell them, you know what, if you want someone to talk to, I'm here for you. Let's talk. Um, I'm, I'm willing to give you my advice. And, and it's not even mentioning Jesus. You know, we want to throw him out there as the bait. But the real bait is just having that listening ear, loving, showing concern. And then as time progresses, we can tell people about our Lord and Savior. That's the unique thing, isn't it? It's the attitude, the attitude that we carry that separates us from, from the world. And I think you're right. I think that speaks, um, I think that speaks volumes 
more than than the amount of verses we can recite to somebody. And in fact, I I almost think that might that might turn somebody off because it's it's a little it's a little intimidating. I can remember when I first became a follower of Christ, and I kind of thought maybe I knew some stuff, and you know I. I go to talk to somebody at church and they're like, well, you know, in Leviticus, this and Matthew and this. And then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I was taken aback a little bit. I was like, oh man, yeah. this, this person knows way more than I do. Maybe I should just shut up. You know, and, and when, when you're dealing with people leave. that don't know Christ, it, 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 it completely turns them off when, when you come off like you know everything. Um, even when they accept salvation, we have to, as you mentioned with Bible verses, know where to send them. We can't send a new convert to Isaiah and expect them to have revelation. Oh, yeah. We would need to send them somewhere like John so they can learn the heart mm-hmm. of the Father, you know, and, and, yeah. and the basic concepts of following Christ. And then as they mature, then we can go into the deeper mysteries, you know. So I think all of that is important. That's perfect. I think I think the takeaway from from that is, I think you put it perfectly, is you don't have to proclaim that you're a follower of Jesus every time you go to work. I think the thing that will separate you from everybody else is the love and compassion you show toward the people at your work because then they'll be able to see the difference. So that's great. So speaking of verses, Carl, do you – do you have a favorite book or a verse in the Bible, something you, you constantly find yourself going back to? Yes, my favorite verse in the Bible, and I only have a few minutes here, is Psalms 91.1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The reason I love this verse is because as time progressed, I've learned what it means to be intimate with God and, and just to rely on him as your refuge and your fortress you know, to surround yourself in him. Because no matter what the world brings, there's nothing that compares to being intimate with God. And, you know, and that, that verse leads to Matthew six thirty three, which is the second favorite verse. Seek him in everything you do. Seek his kingdom and he'll take care of you. You know, all of these things will be added. We don't have to worry. That's great, Carl. Last thing, do you have any advice for someone who's uh, curious about God? Yes, my advice is for them to, first of all, hang around people who really understand the love of God and the heart of the Father. You know, I grew up around a lot of religious folks that thought they knew God, but they had no understanding of him because God will only bring you good things. And and the heart of the Father is all about love and about knowing who he is and, and from an intimate level. So it's like, when people don't understand that, they miss out. They miss out on the blessing, you know, of what it means to be in Christ and, and the blessings and benefits for following Christ. So when you hang around something, it, 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 it rubs off on you. Like they say, the, um, yeah. what is it? The, 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 um, the feathers of a bird flock together. So you got to flock around people yeah. that are like-minded. <laughs> yep. All yeah. right. Let's wrap it up there, Carl. Uh, it's been a blessing having you here, and uh, thank you for doing this. We should do this again soon. Thank you, Anthony, as well, and you have a blessed day. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can go to uh, com and subscribe for more about us. Follow us on whatever social media platform you have, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search Prayer Locker.
All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thank you. Bye, Carl. Thank you. Bye-bye.